Guys from the Romans? Before he could answer, new arrivals, elegantly dressed in robes of fine cloth, began to fire questions at him. It was a chaotic scene that was strangely familiar to me. The fact that I was a part of this scene didn't make sense. I was confused and frightened. I absorbed all that was happening, but my mind couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing and my ears were hearing. My subconscious acknowledged that I was having a dream. I looked down and saw that I was still wearing my slacks and cardigan sweater. I hadn't changed my clothes before lying on the bed, but I was mentally somewhere else. Perhaps my mind had gone round the bend due to elevated job stress. I moved closer to a group of women who were standing on the fringe of the crowd. I stepped in front of them and asked if they could help me. I had lost my way. They continued to talk as if I didn't exist and looked at the man on the rock behind me. At that point, I realized that I was merely a shadow, transparent to those around me. Strangely, there was no language barrier between us. I could understand everything being said. The noise died down until only a murmur could be heard. The crowd began to part to make way for a newcomer. He walked slowly and silently through them. His eyes were fixed on the man on the rock who stepped down and moved toward him, almost as if he were in a trance. Intuitively, I knew that I was standing on the banks of the Jordan River. This dark-haired man and the wandering preacher were kin, linked by an act of God. John the Baptist was to fulfill the role of illuminating the path before the light of the world. The preacher bowed his head as a mark of respect for the man who was approaching. After unfastening his sandals, Jesus of Nazareth moved into the water as he beckoned John to come. John, following behind him, said, I need to be baptized by you, and yet you are coming to me. Matthew 3.14 As John drenched the head of Jesus and baptized him, there was an eerie silence broken by the call of a dove flying overhead. There was a rush of wind that seemed to carry with it a sound like a voice rippling over the water. I couldn't hear what the voice said, but John looked up as if listening to someone speaking to him. As he stared at the heavens, Jesus moved on to the river bank. He bent and fastened his sandals, and stood for a moment, gazing at John. John acknowledged him with an upraised hand. The man of many words had baptized the word. Time seemed to stand still until Jesus later passed through the area where John was preaching. John urged two of the men surrounding him to follow Jesus, saying, Behold the Lamb of God. John 2.36 I threaded my way through the gathering. I had a strong aversion to finding out what would happen if I collided in the same space with one of these spirits from the past. Or was it I who was the spirit from the future? The two men rushed to catch up to Jesus. Jesus continued to walk up the sandy incline and acknowledged their presence with a smile. Jesus said to them, What are you looking for? They replied, Rabbi, where are you staying? John 2.38 He said to them, Come and you will see. John 2.39 They went with Jesus and spent that day with him. This was the beginning of the gathering of the disciples. John had fulfilled his role in the Father's plan. When these cousins parted, I wondered if they would see one another again. I didn't remember if John and Jesus were linked again until Jesus was told of John's death.
I followed this small group, trying to get close enough to see Jesus and burn his image into my mind. What I had witnessed was so simplistic. A holy man, John the Baptist, selflessly passing any authority that he possessed to the one who had endowed him with that authority. I couldn't help but wonder how much had been revealed to John. Was he moved by faith or by the knowledge that he had a preordained role to fulfill? It seemed as if I spent my life trying to decide what role I was to play in this scheme of life. What did God expect of me from a faith perspective? Piety and holiness can't be forced. It's something that happens slowly over time. Christians are sown with the word of God, but whether the word will mature to completeness is sometimes uncertain. <clears throat> what is truly amazing is that Christianity has endured...